0: Hello, everyone. Thank you, as always, for downloading The Tully Show. I am very excited to have my first in-person guest in like a year, and I am very excited that it is the return of the People's Champ, Jesse May Peluso. We'll get that started in just a second. Real quick, this month, I will not be bringing you a Tully Show with Mark McGrath, bringing you the new releases from this month, March in 1981. We did December, January, February. We did March it did not record, believe me, a sternly worded email has been sent to the Zoom Corporation, I'm sure they give a huge fuck about that. Anyway, I'm making the best of a bad situation. I will have Mark McGrath back on the show soon, probably in person as well, but I did a solo look back at the new releases from March of 1981. I'm going to post it as a Patreon exclusive. That's one of the many exciting things that's happening at the Patreon page. If you haven't checked it out yet, this would be a wonderful opportunity to do so. If you're listening to this when this episode posts on a Monday, that'll be going up tomorrow, Tuesday. Patreon.com slash Tully. Patreon.com. Mike Tully. Okay, you ready to start this show? Ah, uh, your host of the
1: evening is a really funny, dude. Um, I forgot his last name, but I've seen him before and he's really funny. I
0: uh, give it up for Mike. Coming to you live on tape as we mark the 1 year anniversary of Quarantine. From a stylishly appointed Airbnb located somewhere west of the 405 in Los Angeles, boasting an ample supply of complimentary paper towels.
1: <laughs> not, not enough. No. There's only one roll left.
0: An inadequate supply of paper towels. This is The Tully Show. I am your host, Mike Tully, joining me today. My first live in-person guest since I had a studio and an office and a job. <laughs> Hello and welcome back to People's Champ, Jessie Mae
1: Peluso oh, I usually have a couple more monikers for me it's Oh The one that was my favorite My sister from another mister? Yeah, like stuff like that My favorite one was that you called me like the chuckle queen or like the, the fucking I kid. did? Like the giggle queen, I forget what it was It was like P- princess of punchlines Oh yes <laughs> It's like your dad's hosting a backyard comedy show Yep my dog Chaplin is obsessed with you Come here Chaplin We are in an Airbnb We are This is our reunion show I, I decided to call it Tully May Yeah we're live We are We are absolutely Making this happen um, Wow we both have our slippers on We don't fuck around
0: No I take my comfort seriously
1: Yeah absolutely We were talking about your Sleep deprivation lately
0: Yeah uh yeah i mean it's just i feel i'm so tired of hearing myself talk about it so i can only imagine how people who listen to me talking to a microphone feel about it Well
1: let's talk about how you're sober now <laughs> sure well if i feel like I when have, you say, when you say beer, that
0: we well, feel like yeah enjoy
1: it feels kind of lonely on this side though i have to say i was like you know we will have a beer and then i
0: no i won't honestly i honestly thought i hate day drinking Really? Yeah.
1: What? You have a ca- a child? That's what day drinking was made for people like you.
0: That I, I it baffles me every time I see somebody with a child day drinking. It really does because I can understand. A dog
1: count? My dog. Can't. No. Oh, okay. So no, no, I'm no, not. No. I'm not in this. No.
0: Okay. Not, no. My God. Tom Segura had a. Was working on a great bit about this last time I saw him at the comedy store where he was saying that I think he had his dog before he had his children and how much he loves his dog and his dog <laughs> means the world to him and his dog's his best friend but if his dog ever like snapped at his children how he goes through this whole thing about how he would <laughs> physically destroy his dog <laughs> <laughs> and nobody's ever put it better nobody's it, it, right like. No, I mean, I, mean I, know, I know how much your animal means to you. It's, no, it's not in comparison.
1: And the level your of... Re- animal felt like a little bit of a jab. It was intended to. And <laughs>
0: the, the level of responsibility... Is, like, what, you have to walk a dog. What else do you have to do? You don't, don't even you really have to... walk your
1: kids? I mean, where do your kids... Not be?
0: nearly enough. <laughs> you should see them.
1: You're supposed... Oh, man. Do you have fat Asian kids now? Do you have uh, Asians? Well, the
0: one is so little she's, that is as God intended her to be. <laughs> she's
1: so perfect. At the
0: age of two. Do you know what? I Probably as we speak, like parents.com or at parents or something is retweeting. So they reached out to me because I, it was a true story. I, I didn't, I don't have the energy to make up material about my children. I asked her, if, I she do. Wanted, I asked her <laughs> if she wanted a can of soup and she's like, she was like, hell yeah, I want that soup.
1: <laughs> is that what she said?
0: <laughs> Pretty much. And so I was like, cool, let's eat it. And she's like, no, 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 no. We're taking it to the park so she's like she said she wanted to take care of the soup so we brought a can of soup to our playground and she's like walking up to kids and showing them the soup as if she has like like the lost ark from indiana jones and they're just like it's a fucking can of soup and she's like okay this guy doesn't get it i'm gonna go to the next child because they're gonna understand how fucking amazing this can of soup i have pictures of her going down the slide holding a can of soup she loves that she are loves you guys this okay
1: soup. are you are you able to pay your bills like why is soup popping off in the tully household oh it was just there oh because i
0: actually bought it for her as a surprise because she's transitioning from Minnie mouse into princesses
1: oh and my daughter goes all of her innocence
0: my daughter's pretty woke so she likes the princess and the frog she's oh yeah she she responded to the black princess and so i found the princess and the frog i don't know what her name is i found that princess that's not really woke of you what
1: you should know the black princess i don't know
0: it's i will make it my business to not know any of the (laughs) princesses names and I so I surprised her with she said she was hungry so I surprised I'd been it's I really love surprising my kids it's like a huge pleasure of mine to go, look at this I got you the princess soup I knew I knew you'd be excited and she was excited I just didn't expect her to be let's take it to the park excited I thought it would be let's open it and eat it yeah excited. because
1: it, of I have a joke do you, are you okay
0: I'm trying to find the picture oh yeah, yeah where's ahead. your phone I um
1: know. I have a joke about soup being the most un like the non-portable food ever
0: Yeah, you got to meet my daughter.
1: Like, soup is the worst thing to bring anywhere other than your mouth hole.
0: Yeah. Soup is wildly overrated. And I say this as somebody who's married to an Asian person, because they consider soup food.
1: Right. Well, their soups are food. Mm. Our soups Mm. are poor people food. Right. SpaghettiOs, there's not one lick of a nutrition, a nutrient in that fucker. I hate to
0: break it to you. SpaghettiOs are not soup.
1: Well, oh, wait. They're not soup. (laughs) I I may have done a little edible before (laughs) SpaghettiOs aren't soup You know what We're gonna add We're gonna let of- the people decide Oh please We are gonna oh, let the goodness. people Oh my goodness Can we put some money on this Our SpaghettiOs soup I'm gonna say they're soup
0: Maybe your people Eat as many edibles as you
1: do <laughs> In the absence of broth SpaghettiOs or soup? What do you what do you call it? Fucking spaghetti, dude. It's canned. that's not spaghetti, it's bro. Can, it's canned
0: pasta. It's not spaghetti, but it's, that's not
1: even pasta. It's, it's O's. It's O-shaped spaghetti. Yeah, it's. It, sm- it, it, it. <laughs> Hence the name. There's not an ounce. There's not a lick of a of of an agorum or sagorum, whatever Sigorni weaver. What do you call that? That wheat S- sorghum. There's not a. What I'm saying is, there's not a lick of anything that is in pasta in SpaghettiOs. There's no like enriched wheat flour. Okay. Even.
0: Is a box of macaroni and cheese soup?
1: No, it's delicious. Yeah, it's shitty <laughs> it's, food. It's, it's, it's delicious. shitty, delicious food. Okay, here's a question. Is Chef Boyardee <laughs> soup? Yes. Are canned peas soup? <laughs> Is anything in a can? Okay, okay, okay. Is So I'm thinking Campbell, right? Yeah. Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. Soup,
0: soup. I feel like there's a clue in the title. Yeah Tells you what that one is
1: Yeah There's there's definitely That's a soup Okay Yeah But it's a bullshit soup What is it? What what makes it a bullshit there's soup There's like slices of mushroom in it Campbell's soup It's fucking sh- mushroom soup They gotta step up their game Are though. they supposed to not have mushrooms And mushroom soup Or no. do you require <laughs> I'm saying
0: Whole <laughs> Bushels of shiitakes Like I don't understand
1: Can you say shiitake one more time Shiitake <laughs> So you can do that And not get in trouble Listen, yeah, there's slivers of mushrooms in, in the cream of mushroom soup. There, it's like somebody this is what, how, how little mushrooms are in cream of Campbell's cream of mushroom soup. Yeah. It's like somebody else had a real cream of mushroom soup with chunks of like actual mushrooms and sneezed. And then they, that is the cream of mushroom soup. It's shreds of shiitake. It's not even a whole mushroom in there.
0: No, it's just tiny little mushroom niblets. They definitely skimp on
1: the mushrooms. They skip it looks like the shit you find when you file your toes. It's like a little, it's like toe fungus. <gasps> is that a ghost? Our door just opened to the Airbnb. <laughs> you know what? My Speaking of ghosts. It's my, weird.
0: The ghost always <laughs> seems to come around on breezy days.
1: <laughs> my dad's right what here. What is that?
0: I noticed that.
1: With his little drink chip, his little change of pace. Shout out to Syracuse, New York. Change of pace. My dad's watering hole.
0: So a drink chip is when the bartender buys you a a drink.
1: Yeah, or you could be sitting at the bar and buy and like a somebody. friend a drink. Is that a thing out here? Do they do that at I all? I don't think they do. This is like that's like such a I know East Coast. I just miss, a regional thing. I
0: miss. I was gonna say blue collar alcoholism. Yes,
1: but just regional.
0: Blue collar <laughs> East Coast drinking culture because i was sort of raised in a bar have i mentioned that to you i was
1: born in one is that so Or at least conceived those are
0: two different things
1: well they one has to uh, to happen in order for the other
0: (laughs) you know that you were conceived in a bar
1: i i'm joking Mm -hmm. but my i know my mom put out first night she met my dad and they're both dead so i can say that now
0: oh right how did she reveal that to you
1: i asked her on the podcast I said, "Did you go home with dad that night?" And she kind of giggled. I think she, yeah, she admitted uh-huh. it on the podcast. And I called her a slut.
0: Well, yeah, if she. This was like the 1970s.
1: Yeah, yeah, that
0: it's like a border. Well, that's like borderline prostitute.
1: Maybe, if, yeah. I wonder when they met. I don't know. I'll have to check the year that they met because my sister. How old is your oldest? Yeah, four years older than me. Mm-hmm. And I am twenty-eight. Thank you. Um, <laughs>
0: can jenny slate in the house
1: (laughs) i am 38
0: are you yeah really Mm -hmm. okay yeah cool i look good you look yeah you took the words right out of my mouth (laughs) thank you for saving me (laughs) the
1: trouble of saying so my sister's 42 Uh uh-huh that's how math works so when did so and my parents had her i want to say
0: yeah they met in the mid-70s
1: yeah so and my mom but that was the 70s Everyone was fucking, And you know what? It's, it's the 2020s, too. Isn't everyone fucking? Why do we have to act or, or at least live like these puritanical lives? We have to be prudish? We're animals. So what if you want to go home with a guy you meet and suck his dick on the first night? I, just, I thought that
0: was pretty common nowadays. Now, I've been off of the dating circuit. Apparently, since the 70s. Uh, but it stopped. This, the dick sucking? The, in your relationship? The first date first stuff. Oh. AIDS aids yeah no i have a theory have you
1: guys missed us (laughs) i have a theory okay because i love how you waited for my cackle laugh to stop to talk you're so i'm not gonna
0: step i'm not gonna step on the cackle
1: you're a great you're a great pod partner
0: so in i used to rent okay my parents got rid of cable when i was a kid because they caught me and my sister watching porkies and i think my sister was like five and i was like three
1: was porkies like that like really obscene 1980s movie. I don't know why I just funny years did. He was like an,
0: it. an animal house. Kind of, like I yes. th- put it this way.
1: I'm pretty sure the
0: cover, the poster or the VHS box would have been a boy's eye looking through a hole in the wall with like a naked half a, a vagina. But and I don't know that they had a naked vagina on the oh, poster okay. for 40s. <laughs> Maybe in France. And, <laughs> and And like, you know, the towel. So it's like the guys looking in the girl's yes. locker room kind of thing. So I was deprived of Cable for all of my formative years, so I wow It's weird, right? There's so many That's movies why that you every, are, the way you are there's a lot of there's reasons. There's so why. many
1: things I references yeah. I've made that you're like, I don't know what that is, but you know the square root of pi. You're definitely you've got like it's not autism. You were just you were sheltered from from society,
0: right? Yeah, I was home reading Laura Ingalls Wilder books and working with my protractor while you were Learning. watching, right? While you were watching Porky's, so I used to go to VHS. <laughs> <Protractor>. <laughs>
1: You had a projector at your house, that's a nerd level, that is another,
0: (laughs) it's on another level. So I used to go to the store, and I would rent every single movie that I thought would have tits in it. Like, I used to jerk off to tit movies.
1: Oh, that's good.
0: And then AIDS happened, and all of a sudden, every single one of those movies that was like, summer beach nipples, (laughs) all of a sudden became basic instinct knockoffs. Why? Because people still wanted to see naked chicks. In, that's like the cheapest special effect that's ever been invented is like Shannon Tweed taking your shirt off. Right. right. But it, overnight, people didn't, like, couldn't wrap their head around a bunch of freewheeling teens running around looking at girls and getting laid without negative consequences. So they still made tit movies, but all of a sudden everybody was dying in them. Because
1: that's right.
0: That was the subconscious effect of AIDS on the culture. Nirvana happened to music. All of a sudden it wasn't poison. Nothing but a good time. It was Nirvana. And those guys weren't trying to get laid. They were like walking, talking, dirty cardigan sweaters. And tit movies became people get ice picks in the nose. They fuck first, but then they die.
1: I see. Just to deal with the way society was feeling off the the wake of the AIDS.
0: And it was like in the 2000s that all of a sudden straight people came to the conclusion collectively that they didn't have to worry about HIV so much. And then sex culture came back and people like your parents could go back to uh, making babies the first night they met.
1: Right. They don't have to worry about the AIDS creeping in. If you're poor, you do. But if you're rich, you don't. Rich people AIDS. It's like the South Park episode. Magic Johnson AIDS.
0: Right. oh Like health insurance AIDS.
1: Well, see, so, I don't know. I have Obamacare a step more than uh-huh. health insurance. I think it's health insurance, and then like a couple million.
0: See, I don't know because I just I get my information about HIV largely from Jason Ellis. To be honest with you, and he's always telling me that like, oh, you guys are still worried about AIDS. You guys don't even know. You just take prep and you're fine.
1: Oh yeah, I guess you can live with AIDS now and you well, can okay, like there's, thrive.
0: There's the one thing that you can take. Also, to- I also don't know if
1: you should take health advice from Jason Ellis. No, I think he knows what I'm he's talking kidding. about on that stuff. <laughs>
0: So there's the one thing you can take, I I think, to to not get it. And then there's the other thing you can take to manage it if you get it. But like, I honestly don't know. I just went from employer-provided health insurance. Like, I assume if I was HIV positive when I worked at SiriusXM. I could get the stuff the the, the, the Magic Johnson stuff but like yeah, I, my, I, don't, you, I have I'd have to read the back of my current health insurance yes. card but I don't You got to
1: see if you have Magic Johnson HIV. coverage. I don't think I have
0: Magic Johnson HIV coverage anymore. A lot of things have changed since last I saw you.
1: Did you did you ever see World War Z?
0: No. Oh, the zombie movie. Hell.
1: Well, it, I thought how ridiculous it was. It's a zombie movie with yeah. my boyfriend Brad Pitt. Right. You know Brad's my boyfriend.
0: Oh, you've moved on.
1: Yeah, Stamos and I we kind of had a falling out.
0: He did. He age out of your.
1: He didn't age out. He it was HIV'd the over- out. No. <laughs> <He> <laughs> HIV.
0: There's just only so much you one girl could take.
1: I just saw Brad Pitt in something, and I was like, damn. Current Brad
0: Pitt, or are you in love with the man he used to be, or the man he currently is now?
1: You know, there's been a large debate on social media over this: who the best Brad Pitt is. Is current Brad
0: Pitt in the running?
1: He's in the running for sure, but he also looks like a middle-aged woman who teaches college art. Uh oh. But I can, I can. She knows how to go down to Pound Town with her mouth. He went to John Bon Jovi's guy. (laughs) He's got John Bon Jovi
0: face. (laughs) Oh man. Which is better than the face John Bon Jovi should have right now. I
1: know. I feel like John Bon Jovi looks like a woman's face after she's been embalmed. Yeah. And I and I mean that with all my heart and John love. Bon
0: Jovi looks like if Barbara Streisand got all the work people always thought she should get, she would have ended up looking like t- 2021 John Bon Jovi. Yes,
1: yes. It looks like an affected B- Babs. Right, right, for right. Sure.
0: Like a, a less uh, lion-ish.
1: Yes, but with after being embalmed as well yeah a morgue post-morgue like when the morgue does your makeup also why are morgues doing the makeup of dead people do you also have a makeup artist license i feel like makeup artists should come in and do the makeup of dead people not larry who's also embalming aunt linda i feel like
0: if you ask me like if Hold it- for
1: helicopter <laughs> oh that's actually a dual propeller
0: Oh, that's a fancy?
1: That's a, that's a private See, in, in my
0: neck of the woods, if we had done this at my house, that would have been somebody triangulating the perp? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Out here, it's like...
1: <laughs> no, it's... Patrick Dempsey? That's Cher. She's <laughs> going for lunch in Catalina.
0: Yeah, exactly. Wait, what was I saying?
1: Um, We were talking about something very titillating. I'm going to edit this out. because Oh, Babs. Can... You were talking about Babs. Oh, okay. I got it. Yeah. If
0: I just, like... Plop down on planet Earth and join the human race, but I had no experience whatsoever of any of our rituals for living or dying. And you had asked me to figure out what we should do with people after they pass.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: The very last ideas that I would ever, ever, ever come up with (laughs) or suggest is (laughs) do their makeup, stuff them and paint them, and let everybody come see them, (laughs) and put them in a fancy box and stick them in the ground. (laughs) So <laughs> like the two worst can answers. I like I, I don't know what to. Go- I, I, I can suggest some some good ones, but like like some that are better than others. But that is the single worst so- set of solutions. And yet you're like <laughs> avant-garde and artsy if you don't do those two things. It can is I so odd. please use that odd. and
1: stand up? Please, uh, please give that to me. Take it. Because I have this. You earned it. You of- earned it. I have both my parents being dead and like just the strange tradition of surrounding the viewing like first of all why does my dad have a full full brow like most men have full brows but i'm talking like face beat why why does my dad have contour he was cremated this is all just like you know i'm just speaking about what he would look like if he had been
0: what do you mean full brow
1: well it's a it's a makeup term like women these days yeah
0: they like they like them bushy
1: well, your wife—you see her as she really is—and I'm—I'm just speaking in in general. But most women mm-hmm. add on to their their brows. Oh no, my
0: wife got like the tattoo thing. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. I got so that do too. I have, do I have Michael, a full brow? Do I have a full browed woman?
1: You have a full brow girl. <laughs> yeah, she's yeah. a professional. Huh. Um, <laughs> but like, I just don't understand why we're painting a face on a dead person. It's—it really is. It's such a good point. It's such a strange tradition and but, they
0: make them look like you know when uh black and white movies when they colorize them and yes. you can see how ludicrous the, yeah. the makeup had to be because of the right the necessities of 1920s cameras and black and white film
1: it looks like the re- your every dead person looks like a character from a remastered wizard of oz movie
0: yeah that's right yeah grandma looks like buster keaton and you're supposed to go <laughs> oh, she looks like she's sleeping
1: why is my dad in pink pastel lipstick right yeah, now
0: I, yeah i know it's very 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 lipsticky.
1: But the other thing that's really strange surrounding death rituals, I love how we went from AIDS and death rituals is people standing in line. This is the one thing I didn't understand with my dad's funeral that I could not stand is standing in line to receive everyone. Like
0: oh, as the family, you're supposed to greet them and and accept the their and accept their condolences, and then they go down to the right. and they meal right. It's just it's. Are you Catholic?
1: I I don't know what I am. Gotcha. Say
0: no no more. We
1: were were raised Protestant. Yeah. But Jesus left when my mom and dad got divorced. So Uh. God left as well. Mm. Um, We were abandoned in multiple ways. But I I just... People coming up in line in that forced interaction.
0: Yeah. What do you say?
1: What do you say? There's nothing anyone can say. And honestly, listening... I I, I labored
0: over a text to you. Like... (laughs) I care.
1: That's it. Right. I, that's, I, and that's the best thing people can do is just let I people know you're there. I
0: care and I'm thinking of you. And yeah. It goes without saying if you could use a quiche. <laughs>
1: <laughs> However, I, I can I, be there I, for I you is back. great. Yeah. There's only so many I'm sorrys you can listen to in one day. I know. And having. It's another
0: burden on the family. It's and exactly. They've got enough. Right.
1: It's another fucking burden. And then to have like these old people come in and be like, oh, your dad was the best man at my wedding. It's like, oh, fucking great. I can't. I don't want to listen to this right now. It's just all the rituals are just so invasive. Yeah. They're invasive to the healing process.
0: Yeah. We do not come from an emotionally intelligent, like, culture. And I, th- I think no. you and I, we're not. You're from New York. I'm from New Jersey. But still, we, we're smart. We both know what drink chips are. Yeah. We we come from drink chip culture. We come from drink
1: chip culture. <laughs> yeah.
0: And there's much more focus on the quality of the deli meat and the side dishes that are at the repast. Yes. Than the matter at hand, which is we're all processing one of the central emotional experiences and most profound mysteries of human existence. Yeah. And you're asking me to worry about Kaiser rolls.
1: Right. You're asking me to worry about why do we oh wait so we went from aids death brad pitt this is what i wanted to tell you about brad pitt i asked if you've seen world war z not yet haven't seen world war z it's been around for a hot minute they're filming another one i hear nothing but good things (laughs) it's great it actually is really great that's what i keep hearing the one thing that's annoying is is like the cgi but that's okay we got over it with i am legend The, the zombies are cgi whatever um brad pitt in order he discovers at the center for disease control that the cure to the zombie disease is to infect yourself with something to make yourself sick because the zombies won't eat or want to eat somebody who's, who's not well or healthy. Well, that makes sense. Right. They right. Don't, So they're, if you they got botulism, want, they they're want, not going to bite you. They don't
0: want tainted meat, right?
1: Right. And Are I just, we going back to SpaghettiOs? <laughs> yeah, we're getting full circle. <laughs> I want to get you back. <laughs> because said I said botulism. <laughs> yeah. I Every time I see a rusted can, isn't that crazy? I'm just like, Oh, I don't want to
0: get botulism. <laughs> they better make that one half price, and I'm not gonna buy it. Somebody else can take their life into their own hands not- and
1: save. No can of anything is worth botulism. No, I don't even know what it is, and the I don't Silent want to- killer.
0: <laughs> before, before there was AIDS, there was botulism,
1: there was influenza, <laughs> Spanish flu, before Spanish flu. There was
0: botulism. Oh man, we looked down on those people at the shop, right? That bought the botulism
1: cans. There are motherfuckers out there buying them in bulk.
0: Yeah, oh, really? Because they're so cheap. Is it worth forty cents? Is your life worth forty cents off that can per- of split peas? Listen,
1: when you're struggling and you're starving, yeah. you don't give a fuck. You don't got time to do that math.
0: Are you like me, where if I drop a can of something and it does put a little dent, I throw it out? Oh, really? Oh, I'm gone. It's gone. I just make a note that I need to use it within like fifteen minutes. Or oh, no, I'm like I'm like that can everyone. is botulism
1: now. There's, <laughs> it's filled with botulism. That's that is way. no longer sliced peaches. That have is. You, <laughs> have you ever
0: met one person who has ever met one person who has had botulism? <laughs>
1: Uh, did? Do? do we know <laughs> if it was even bad i gotta google it now i do even know do you want to take Just how, what percentage of
0: people particularly if they're a little bit younger than us i'm gonna be 44 you're 23 <laughs>
1: thank if
0: you what percentage of people who are younger than us even know what, <laughs> what you ha, have, 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 b-o-t-u-l-ism
1: do you want to take a guess at what some symptoms are um full brows <laughs>
0: <laughs> pinkish purple lips kissable bee stung, and a bit of rouge
1: okay um, the first symptoms uh-oh the dif- onset th- it, this the first symptoms include most housewives across america difficulty swallowing or mm-hmm. sing sp- thank you or speaking was last time you were on stage uh, we don't want to talk about it yeah um, facial weakness oh botulism it's it's botox
0: oh duh yeah right yeah duh yeah it's exactly what it did is Did you lose your
1: phone in the chair I, well i've been looking find I, it, I was up. looking i was looking for is it before pocket? and then no, that's my wallet and then before i just now i felt uh, i got a text okay well let's get up and see if you can find it maybe it's oh, oh there, it is. there oh, we now go you get to
0: see the picture of my daughter with soup
1: uh, <laughs> with, <laughs> Lucky botu- you. with botulism oh, we i'll did see not the picture of can. your daughter with a facial paralysis
0: her That's forehead right. is lineless. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. Oh my
1: god, it's it's Botox, yep, yep, guys. Yep. We're retar- We are totally retarded. Don't you love it when you listen
0: to a show and you're like 15 minutes ahead of the host?
1: Yeah. Sorry, um, you guys. If anyone's offended by the word Same retarded, word. I don't have anything against. We're, mental we're touching illness. stingrays. Mental, mentally challenged. What was that photo? Don't go start. Don't start swiping on your phone right now. Please do not do that. You're gonna show me the picture of her in the soup. Oh my god. It, did that go viral?
0: So that's what I started to say. Uh, parents or parents.com or something hit me up. It's like a real thing. They have a ton of followers, and they asked me if they could post it. I don't know if they have yet. But yeah, I think my daughter's going to be internet famous.
1: I mean, she, your daughter She's is all the, over the place. She's carrying the She's fucking the can cutest. of soup everywhere. <laughs> she really is. She's the kind little girl.
0: Here's her introducing herself to people so that she can show them the soup.
1: Guys, look, this is what happens when you have kids... <laughs> look how! look I, at her face how excited she is oh i moved it oh god don't I come, swipe i come bearing soup don't swipe it don't don't let it move why is she
0: being saved as people in my phone only by her mouth
1: <laughs> That's, listen you're gonna have to ask <laughs> crystal yeah <Leo. laughs> <laughs>
0: So what's the deal there? How do those how how do those people who have been shunned, how do they make their way back in the graces? Or do they always forever live in the shadow land of... They can still tour, and their fans can come see them, but the larger comedy community can never actually welcome them back again.
1: I wonder. What I, happens
0: to Louis? What happens to Chris? What happens to Callan?
1: Well, now Chris might be facing an enormous lawsuit mm-hmm. from one of the girls. It, it's such a difficult scenario. I don't think anyone wins... I,
0: we know how to put people in Twitter jail. We don't really know what the process is for getting out. And I'm not trying to defend people or anything like that, but the only sentence the internet knows is a life sentence and not everything, maybe Christalia is, maybe Brian Callen is, maybe Louie is, I don't know, but not every single person who does something wrong deserves a life sentence. And, no. And, and I don't think any of them do. But we don't know how we're supposed to...
1: Yeah, there's no rule un, un, book. Uncancel people. Yeah, it's, it uncanceling's very... Very difficult. you know. I think they
0: should get three very woke judges and give they them should, a reality show and they can decide who's... They yeah, can have like
1: one has to be a all lesbian. Cance- all
0: canceled celebrities who can compete on Cancelled Island and every season one person becomes woke Re- enough they, they that they become can be welcome. redeemed and they can be uncancelled. Yeah,
1: so they have to have challenges, and each challenge w- brings them further away from their cancel.
0: That's right, except that all of the judges would be canceled for participating in that show. Yes, they would, because that would be the we'd risk. have to
1: cancel them. That would be the risk you would That's take it, for that, accepting that the, gig. They pay really well, but after that you get canceled. Right, right. And it's right. a lesbian, um, a transgender congresswoman, mm-hmm. and probably a share or a gaga that are like lgbtq friendly we need to have somebody you know
0: is there anybody who can't be who's about like could Do, could dolly parton be the the sole uh, arbiter yes, of this
1: yes she'd have to be
0: she can be the jesus christ she of is. cancel culture she, she can is. be she can be the only redeemer She's
1: like well y'all listen you, you, you keep coming keep going but you just she always has his <laughs> <I> love- like <laughs> I look in his sound and I see good. Is I see that, good. Is that Dolly Parton? Yes. That's a terrible impression. I, We're both horrible at impressions. I disagree. Mine sounded like some drunk man from Georgia and you just sounded like your daughter.
0: No way. I do it. I do it. <laughs> Everybody knows I do a terrific Dolly
1: Parton. Was that Dolly Parton? Hell yeah. Dolly it still is. It <laughs> was. She's amazing. I I listened to her on a podcast when I was driving and she she doesn't take herself too seriously. No. You know, and I think... She knew what she had and figured out how to make it... How to exploit it. She exploited herself mm-hmm. and turned it into a huge business. You're talking about boobs. Yeah, her tits. She's more than tits. No, she's a she's an but extremely she, accomplished <laughs> songwriter. She, yeah. I mean, she's written hits for everyone out there.
0: She's written many hits.
1: Many, many hits. Yep.
0: And, we watched 9 to 5 all the time when I was a kid. <gasps>
1: 9 to 5 is such a good movie. Yep, It's a great throwback film. And also... It was happening then and it's still happening now with women in the workplace, but no one's working. So it's just women in the home workplace. Yeah, right. I now mean, if you're getting being, harassed uh, at home if you're, and if on you're, the job, you really got to quit.
0: Yeah. Right.
1: <laughs> if you're working from home and Zooming and still getting harassed by your boss, it's you.
0: <laughs> Zoom sexual harassment's really got to stop.
1: We are. We, I got to write that too. We got to. I'm going to write those two things down.
0: Zoom sexual harassment. Yeah, yeah.
1: Better. I actually thought you about it. Be- you,
0: you better get on that. You better do that one quick. Because you know what? The greatest email I've gotten in a year, and I've gotten it two or three times, is Zoom going, Hey, buddy, you enjoying Zoom? Well, what do we just uh Why do you keep paying every month? This is complicated for all of us. Just sign up for the next year and we'll give you 15% off. And I'm like, Okay, uh, know, this is a deep cut for people who've seen Starship Troopers. Have you seen Starship I Troopers? Love Starship Troopers. Okay. When Neil Patrick Harris is like the Nazi guy with the dead eyes who can telepathically communicate, and they catch a brain bug, and it's the very end of the movie, and he puts his hand <laughs> on it and he goes it's scared it's scared and that's when you know that the war is turning and the humans might have a chance against the bugs when i got that i was like zoom is scared because yeah. this is before people were getting vaccines and that's i was like right. zoom knows zoom wants, know. zoom wants one more year out of me because they know i'm gone in four months it's yep. the most exciting thing i've gotten do you
1: really think it's going to go back to normal yes you do
0: yep I'm way. I'm so much more bullish on that than almost everybody I talked to. We've like, just gotten so conditioned to our new way of life. Yeah, largely yes. How? Why do you think I might be wrong?
1: Because it's been so long, and mm-hmm. it, this is such an unprecedented time, and yep. it's so new to forecast <coughs> or see beyond what the new normal has become is hard for me. Why? Not hard, like I don't believe it. Just hard for me to envision
0: what would. What did we used to consider normal that you have a hard time imagining returning to normal?
1: Here's what I think going is- out and people not being scared and like actually being able to tour and being able to mm-hmm. walk out in the in the public without having to put a mask on my face, like all those things.
0: It's not going to take as long as you think. Really, this is just my opinion, but. Okay, so when this was still really going on, I had a friend who, um, well, uh, long story short, alcohol makes it easy. I haven't had a drink, a drink in a while and I didn't go to bars even when you could. Pussy! I'll be back. I'll be back. <laughs> you have a couple beers and you just forget that it was ever weird. And then by the end of the night, I it's, guess. Not, it's not weird anymore. And then the next time you go out, it's not weird because last time wasn't weird. That's I, true. I really believe that. What is What I think is... I
1: our, agree with that. On our
0: current trajectory... People are still going to get sick, but it's going to be at such a, a modest rate that nobody is going to be able to hold themselves back anymore. It's just going to be... Look, the, every time you've ever gone to a bar and gone drinking, there have been thousands of people in the hospital for a hundred different ailments. Yeah. Now, every time you go and do stand-up, there's going to be a thousand people in the hospital for 101 ailments that's this true will not be like yeah, the thing like that, an
1: accumulative issue this
0: will just be another thing that people that some unfortunate people get sick because of i think you're I right think, unless it keeps evolving and the vaccine becomes irrelevant that's right. a, that's a whole different the ball variants yeah
1: but then again we're repeating words that media and media outlets mm. are putting into our ears and in
0: front of our eyes the question that i always ask when it comes to the variants is does the scientific community comfortable that the boosters can keep up with the variants? And so far, I believe they believe that they can. And now it's easy. This cue everybody going, oh, wait, so I got two shots, and now I got to go get three, and I got to get four. Why don't I get 11? Why don't I get 57? You know what? I will take 57 <laughs> booster shots if the scientific community says, yeah, this is how we stay on top of the variants and evan- eventually beat this thing. But it's the, the, the worst same case- with
1: flu strains? Like, there's <sighs> right. so many... There's thousands of flu flu strains.
0: Right. That's the problematic thing is if we have a second flu that's more deadly and every year we get a new shot and some of us get it and some of us don't and it doesn't work and the majority of us who do get it, it offers only partial protection. That's a problem. But that that might be the new normal. That might actually be the thing where you actually really know one or two people over the course of your life who are like fine. And instead of that that friend you know who got the flu one time, it's that person you know who got coronavirus and, and died. But that, that one, those one or two people won't be enough to hold back society.
1: Well, I didn't realize about California is that California is uh, more socially vulnerable to something like this because of the density, because of the overpopulation, the homelessness, and the, the climate. And that's the one thing I didn't realize about the climate because of the dry weather here that that type of disease can survive longer. As opposed to someplace on the East Coast where the air is more moist, uh-huh. it, it drops, it, It's the hair, air is heavier.
0: Oh, I see. So the
1: disease will drop to the ground more, more likely in a place like New York, as opposed to here, where it's just floating around, living its life, just like all the fucking motherfuckers here, it's just getting lattes and going out shopping.
0: Anecdotally, I always was more concerned about, say, flu season or cold season living in New York because of the congestion a long time ago i developed a habit and i still do it out here of and i'm not a germaphobe in the slightest or maybe i am
1: sunning through your butthole
0: of uh, (laughs) don't knock until you (laughs) tried it worst case scenario scenario of a very Uh, tan butt areola but i already do (laughs) No, just pulling up my my sleeve on my shirt to like open a door if I was walking into a shop or something.
1: Or using something to open the door.
0: I would rather be in Los Angeles when it comes to getting sick and uh, coronavirus pre or post than anywhere that has effective mass transit.
1: I agree, I agree you're here, here the, to the, the
0: ridiculously, ludicrously bad mass transit system of Los Angeles. Oh, and God. Utter, I do want to the be utter utter on it ongoing at all. failure of the Los Angeles subway system.
1: And we have to worry about Dennis Hopper driving your bus and not shutting it down until Keanu Reeves comes and saves you. And that's not something I'm willing to risk.
0: Finally, saw that movie.
1: What movie am I talking about? Speed. When, have, of course,
0: when did you see of course Speed? I would have known the answer to that if I hadn't seen it. I saw Speed like six weeks ago.
1: God, the opposite of speed. (laughs) It's like the slowest. The movie came out in '93, I think. Yeah, I had a poster on my bedroom wall for years. Keanu Reeves was was another one. He likes older women, though. Too young for him.
0: That chick's not his, his, uh, not his, his romantic partner. People read, people read way too much into that. What? That lady on the red carpet? She's just a friend.
1: How do you know? I just. (laughs) How do you know? I
0: pick things up. (laughs)
1: <laughs> what, how, do you, how, do you, how do you know because they said
0: who said did he pay? say yeah i don't think he said he told me i don't think you. Know, he told Keanu me in a dream Bruce. how do
1: you know you weren't in the uh, dream
0: i don't think i think you hear a lot of things in your dreams
1: <laughs> i do that i don't
0: put a lot of stock in personally
1: i do my dreams are definitely freaky i don't like the dreams you have where last night i had one where it's where you are so kind of like sleep paralysis
0: oh so it like picks up where your life left off when you went to bed yes oh i see Right. and
1: you can't move have you ever had that where you wait where your dream is where you are but you're like sleep awake
0: yeah that's not like sleep paralysis that to me that is, is
1: sleep paralysis right do
0: you get you don't get like the crone do you
1: what is the, the crone
0: the crone what is that have you seen the crone
1: what the fuck is that like crone disease no oh
0: worse oh uh <laughs> the there's like this archetypal figure the man well there's the man and then there's the woman i've gotten the man okay now the i don't know what the man's name is the crone is the old lady
1: oh god don't invite her into my sleep paralysis you
0: don't want want nothing to do with the crone from what i hear i hear i'm not hearing good things about the crone
1: what yeah where did you hear about the crone
0: c-r-o-n-e
1: The crone and sleep paralysis. Is this some Asian folklore? Did your wife teach you about this? Why are you so racist? c r o? (laughs) Why why?
0: nothing? You had a whole year to spend home improving yourself. (laughs) Well, wait. Becoming modern (laughs) and woke.
1: (laughs) Why was I racist? Why was I racist?
0: No, I already said the crone is something that it seems to exist deep in the. It's like you know, like all cultures have this idea of like the boogeyman the the people who have sleep paralysis see the crone across the world not all of them but it's like it's it's not i've heard about this it's not specific to any particular culture
1: i have heard about this i have heard about it but only because do you know what wikipedia calls her the night hag yeah there you go i mean that's just me going to the bathroom (laughs) i think i dated her (laughs) that's just me going to (laughs) floss my teeth at midnight it's a phenomenon during which a person feels a presence of a supernatural, malevolent... How do you say that word? Malevolent. Malevolent is a tough one. Mm-hmm. Angelina Jolie could help us. It's uh, the presence of a supernatural, malevolent being which immobilizes a person as if sitting on their chest or the foot of their bed. <gasps> mm-hmm. Oh, wow. The word nightmare was used to describe the night hag. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <coughs> Various cultures have various names for this, and basically, night hag is the witch, the night, the sleep witch. Right, but then
0: there's the guy. You've had the guy.
1: Yeah, of course. He just comes and shows me the head of his penis. So he just shows me the penis head. Oh, really? And he goes, new friend, and then he and then he tucks it back <laughs> you under. You like? You like better like this? I don't know what he said. Better like this. Hey, my name is Boris. Do you want to see a new friend? That reminds me, my uh,
0: high school girlfriend had an older sister. So she was like a a young adult and she was in a relationship with a guy. She later married him. I'm pretty sure they're divorced now. And he was a a much older guy. (sighs) I don't want to give identifying characteristics. Just picture like a stereotypical Greek or Italian Northern New Jersey entrepreneur.
1: Uh, It's like all my exes.
0: And she used to, so an Uber driver. No, 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 He's successful. And, and, and she would hear them having sex through the wall. And then she'd hear him going, "I got more for you." Ew. Oh God! Isn't that horrible. <laughs> I got
1: more for you. Ew!
0: I got ball for you? No, I got more for you. Oh, I got the more for yeah, you. Yeah, when round two was, I got more for you. Ew! Isn't that horrible? It's horrible. I'd rather, I'd rather have the night hag.
1: I, I guess I would too. Yeah, because she's somewhat. She didn't do anything. Fake
0: well well at the time it
1: we don't know you know i used to have this nightmare when i was living in in boston and it was a sleep paralysis nightmare i had it multiple times i'd fall asleep on the couch and this man would stand over me and just stare at me yeah
0: the the guy is the other one i don't know if the guy has a name
1: yeah why why does she have a name the day the day fuck and why (laughs) the day fuck and
0: the night hack and i don't know why the guy's not an old guy
1: Nah, he was a big dude.
0: It's an old lady or it's a guy. I've never had either, thank goodness. I think, very I think
1: broad-shouldered man. I think my wife has. Oh, well, that's, that's, that's when <laughs> yeah. you go to work. Oh, boy. She's That's not a that's not something she's imagining. She, he's coming over. Oh, my goodness. I can't believe she's having sex
0: with strange men while I'm also in bed. Yeah, she is. It's very disrespectful.
1: Well, that's... I mean, sort
0: of impractical, too.
1: You haven't been drinking alcohol, but she's slipping some...
0: Must Some be. Mickeys
1: into your yeah. night tea. Are you having a night tea? No. Do you want me to talk so you can take a sip of your dad cough? Take a sip of your dad coffee. Get in there. I, you know what I really miss? What? I really miss your, your, um, My lunch pack? your lunch pack. I almost brought it. <laughs>
0: mm. I almost needed to bring it. I wouldn't have brought it just to show off. I, I, don't, I don't just flex that thing. <laughs> to impress people,
1: <laughs> I thought of you when I was packing up my apartment because I have the therma a thermos that my mom bought for me, and I thought about your dad lunch satchel.
0: Yeah, no, I have a new one. I should, I should I'll send you a picture I uh, yeah I, I I decided I could make do with only two beverages for one one hour podcast. If I'd brought a spare seltzer, then I would have brought the lunch bag
1: i I love three beverages. I yeah. wake up in the morning, I have a water, my mud water, and then I also have either a seltzer mm-hmm. or some other various beverage, like a matcha or something. Yeah, man. All and then day. during the day, it's wine, sparkling, water. Oh, and right. Then so drinking during the day. Tequila.
0: People who have children and so drink rude. during the day, it is such a short-term... Fun. It's, yeah, exa- the, the price you pay so far exceeds the pleasure you get. You need to have such an astounding lack of foresight because first of all i do not enjoy the experience of drink of parenting with a buzz i can see how some people would be into that but to me drinking is always a signal to me that like my work is done yes and if my kids are awake my work is never done that's a good point i i hate this is the most alcoholic thing about me i hate the feeling of sobering up like it baffles me when people will like have drinks and then go oh i've had enough drinks i'm just gonna stop now and i'll just switch to orange juice and i'll do that for the rest of the night like i will i bring a drink i bring a nightcap with me to bed i i'm not necessarily blacking out i'm not necessarily like drinking myself to sleep in the regard that i'm drinking until i pass out from drinking but i drink until i sleep up i sober up when i sleep am i is it is there, something different happen in my body than everybody else's i hate the feeling of being awake and sobering up
1: no well yeah because it's a
0: terrible feeling. it is
1: a really terrible feeling okay so why
0: does everybody else do it
1: i don't know are you just gonna keep drinking all day it's uh, cool if
0: you are, but... I mean,
1: I might have another or two. Yeah. Is this a fucking intervention?
0: No. No, 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 no. I'm just trying to understand why other people enjoy something that... I, it, I don't... Not... Because I don't, I'm not
1: getting... I'm not getting like... Will you I'm, take a nap? I'm not getting like I'm writing my next novel no, I get that. blasted. Right. You know, I'm not like Stephen Kinging it up in my I'm writing not, yeah. attic. Will you take a nap? Um... Yeah, that sounds great. Like, you want to take one with me now? No, I'm not inviting <laughs> you to, to nap. <laughs> that crosses the lines of our friendship. Because that's
0: the only time that I would drink during the day is, yeah. is if I knew that I was going to nap afterwards. Like, oh, like a like v- on, really good idea. On vacation, I will... If we're like at yes. a resort or something, I'll drink with breakfast because I know that once we're done at the pool, I'll go home. Whether the kids sleep or not, they can watch TV, and I can knock out for a little while. Then I can wake up, and start drinking again. I don't. I don't drink during the day if I can. If I don't know that I can sleep,
1: I'm here for that. And that would explain yeah. a lot of the people who are asleep on the sidewalks in larger cities. Siesta. It's a it's a little drunk siesta. It's an it's, alcohol siesta. It is or not, a methy one. It, isn't it in,
0: infuriating that there's so many things that we could all agree that we should do but we will never collectively put our heads together and do we were talking before we started rolling here about the Dr. Carl Hart and his book about not legalizing all drugs
1: but just, just doing r- drugs
0: just rationalizing drug culture and just being like we all do it even if you don't do it all your friends do you know it's not yes. that that big of a deal but the reason why I bring this up is siesta we're all aware that as we speak there are like civilized nations in the world where
1: everybody takes a nap every day greece spain italy
0: every day is a fresh opportunity for us as as a nation to say we want naps too and if we we all agree to do it it'll be fine
1: we it'll be not only fine first of all the effects on your brain the physiological beneficial effects on your brain from a 20 minute nap are through the roof especially for people like yourself who is working, has children, a wife, a whole life adjacent to your work life that requires a lot of energy and and presence.
0: I work hard for the money.
1: You work hard for the money and the honey. You know, it's like you need naps. Naps are something, hopefully through this whole quarantine that has sort of shifted the way we've existed, every single person on this planet, save for those nations and countries that have already implemented a siesta into their societal standard – I feel like maybe through this quarantine hopefully we'll start to realize the benefits of breaking and taking naps. Nothing will change.
0: Absolutely. You don't think so? Nothing will change. We will look back on this era and go remember when fill in the blank because everything will The only thing that will change is a lot of people won't go back to the office.
1: That's a big change. That's a huge change. That's a huge change. Like that has a trickle down effect on every huge society from a climate standpoint. Less yeah. people on the road. I mean, that's true. Remember the air Commercial quality re- of LA the first week? It we, was
0: amazing, right?
1: It was the LA. It could be.
0: Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> that's the. the you t-
0: imagine what it's been like in Hawaii this entire time. I was talking to a oh, Hawaiian yeah, yesterday. Without all of us there, they're hurting obviously because they're lacking the tourism dollars. They can't afford to not sword. have us there. But like Hawaiians, for the first time since the first Dutch boat showed up in like the 1500s or something have their fucking islands back.
1: Yeah, without the white man coming in trying to steal all their sugar.
0: This is not an interesting or fun podcast topic, but commercial real estate is... I would hate to be in commercial real estate right now. Oh, yeah. Because there's just not going to be the same use for it. And what are we going to do? So I'd read a little... We work? I'd read a while back that... um, We we work
1: from home. That's
0: part of it. Sorry, we work. That if we all stop driving cars and we're all just taking... Tesla, self-driving Ubers everywhere, then we won't need nearly as much parking as we do because it'll just be cars kind of always driving around and you just get them on whenever you need one. Imagine a world in which we need less than one half of all of the parking that is currently allocated. And we need one half of the commercial real estate that we currently have and half of the retail shops go out of business because everybody's buying things online. What becomes of... If, if all of those things go away, what pops up instead? Weed. Just We're just growing, growing
1: it? Growing weed, growing crops, oh, right. growing food. Urban
0: farming, y'all.
1: I'm telling you. Detroit is
0: the city of the future.
1: I, it, it seriously is. I like, hope you're right. I doubt
0: I doubt you are. but
1: I'm probably wrong. Things
0: never turn the cool way.
1: They don't turn the cool way or the way that would actually start to evolve some of the other processes that are... Working against us
0: Even when shit goes right It goes wrong Like I don't know What's gonna go wrong With weed That's gonna make Legal weed shitty And corporate And less Well it's less already fun. gone It's already you, well, It's go. already
1: You know There's already issues with it
0: There you go So there, go. there
1: but it. There's a price And compromise To every evolutionary shift Whether mm. it be In the cannabis industry Or in how we work Every single day Right But there's the, a huge price To pay
0: well, sure, there's, there's pluses and minuses to everything. But when you're saying there's a compromise, I feel like, well, correct me if I'm wrong, what you're saying you're is, is <laughs> well, of course, some filthy people are going to get their filthy little hands in it. That's the way it was always going to be. It's not just like, oh, we all have the munchies all the time because that's the price you pay for weed being legal. It's like you're just saying, well, of course, the whole – it, it, it sounded easy enough. There's this shit. It grows out of the ground. It's completely non-addictive. It had, nobody has ever OD'd from it. It's totally safer than alcohol. People seem to like it. Let's just legalize the shit. Like mm-hmm. there, there is no inherent bad thing that comes from the thing that I just said but you're saying I, I've spent very little time in dispensaries you're saying it's already getting shitty that wasn't inevitable that's because we let like, greasy shitty people get their greasy shitty little palms and stuff and and unfortunately that is inevitable in a sense that it was always going to happen yeah. but that's not like that wasn't an inevitable it's not like fucking the sun goes down every day right. is inevitable
1: yeah I get what you're saying I think like there's there's always going to be something like it's almost like too good to be true. Yeah. You know? It's like, yeah. let's legalize weed. It's it's at, it's that line from Jurassic Park. Have you seen Jurassic Park?
0: Only because my kid watched it. Oh, thank God.
1: It's a great movie. But Jeff Goldblum has this line. He says, you were so busy thinking about if you could, mm-hmm. you didn't stop to think if you should. And that I apply to a lot of shit in life. And yeah. I'm not saying we shouldn't legalize drugs. I'm just saying that, you know, there is both positive and negative effects to any sort of change like that. But I guess like from uh, talking more about what's the guy's name who wrote the book, the, the, the guy, the meth.
0: Oh, uh, Carl Hart. Dr. Carl Hart. I
1: love his name is Hart. Yeah. Um, I haven't even read his book. I saw a little bit of his interview with Rogan and I'll have to listen to him on your podcast. Oh yeah. But I honestly, I'm intrigued by the idea of legalizing everything, just from like the standpoint of how people's brains work when things are accessible, and the idea that you know having something be scarce is sexy.
0: Right. That once you remove the taboo,
1: once you remove the taboo, the desire also I feel dissipates a little bit. You know, it's like maybe with kids. I still think alcohol
0: is a little a little
1: taboo. Yeah, I mean, like like being an alcoholic is taboo
0: well no i, I still think that it's a badass thing it, like if a, if a guy's a, in a, a, a or a girl's in a movie and they walk into a room and flip open a bottle of whiskey and take a swig of it we understand the signifier is that that person's a little bit of a badass that person's a little bit of you know they're not breaking the law but that's that's yeah. a badass thing to do plus drugs are always going to be illegal as they should be to children so you still yes. are going to go through your formative years going, man, it'll be great when I can get my hands on that. And that, again, that's why I think alcohol still seems like a badass thing to do because there was a point in time when you wanted it and you couldn't get it. Even right. legalizing, them, that's not going to go away. But I, I do get your point. I mean, you can look at Portugal. It's like, they're—it's they're, we don't have to speculate about this or hypothesize. There's civilized nations that have just like done this. Right, Amsterdam.
1: Can, right. Portugal's completely, everything's whatever you want to do.
0: Decriminalized. I, I don't know the specifics, but like... Pretty much, they will. There's legal repercussions for distribution, not for possession or consumption. It's illegal to be a dealer, but not illegal to be a, a user.
1: That, it's just, I almost kind of wish I could see how it all turns out, like a few generations down the road. Yeah, with that, you know, like what what the legalization does, and also what happens to our society, like to the American society. Like, do we do we crumble? Do we end up well I think, becoming not the, you know, yeah. strong nation that we have been for historically how many years now?
0: Right. Well, I think that's almost like a, this is again a really boring point, but like that's like a demographic thing. You can kind of look at the world and you can see who has a bunch of up and coming, like a young population. If you have more young people than old people, you're probably growing and like, like Britain declined. Because they're
1: all old and crusty.
0: Well, they just had their time and it all, everything was like working out for them. And then it was like the baton sort of got passed to America. And now the baton is getting passed to, to China. And I think you, it's, temp, it's tempting to not think it through and to go, oh, well, what happens if America isn't the dominant nation? And to think that that somehow makes us like all of a sudden fall to like, we fall off the face of the earth, everything crumbles. It's like, no, you, you become like England. You go from being
1: I don't want to be like England. No, but you I'm go from scared. Being... No offense to you guys, but you guys aren't having a good week. I get it. I get it. But <laughs> Pierce you're... Morgan and the royal family are really fucking up your flow.
0: But you go from being like the most powerful nation on earth to being like the eighth most powerful nation on earth. You're but still are like they... a, you're still like a player.
1: Like this is a thing about the parliament in England, and I just think about all the the banks that are set up across the world. Like, aren't all of those linked back to great britain aren't they all linked to the united kingdom every the place banks? yes city ban-
0: i'm i bank with citibank
1: <laughs> i'm talking about like what what, what, the what relation do they have
0: to oh i don't know
1: in in the relation to the uh, to to the united kingdom have you ever looked into this no, i have absolutely- oh, you've got some you got some rabbit holes to go down this is what i was looking at in quarantine okay the origin of the banks and how where there are world wars fought mm-hmm. banks being set up and then getting everybody in this money system oh okay It's a rabbit hole. It's one of the quarantine rabbit holes. I'm sure you guys who are listening have heard about, and I will probably get tons of DMs now, because every time I mention it, people are like, you got to check out this article.
0: Oh, okay. Well, I look forward to those DMs.
1: (laughs) Like, I'm a big proponent, at least in
0: theory, of states' rights in America, because I think that if we've learned anything in the last few years, it's that there's no one-size-fits-all shit that everybody can get on board with. No. So um, I believe it is supposed to be the United States states of America and we all kind of put our heads together on this shit like it does not make sense for every state to have their own military for example there are things that we need to all we need to have one foreign policy but like I don't know Florida has heard that yet touche (laughs) but what is right and from a from from a magic mushroom point of view for Louisiana might not be what's right for Oregon and maybe that's okay so let the Oregon's of the world if they want to lead the charge and like, okay, a, a more practical example was with kids going back to school. Yeah. I did not know. I don't think anybody on earth knew if it was a good idea for kids to go back to school. And almost, and I'm talking about back in the fall. And like, everybody's opinion was kind of based on their prejudice. There were some people who got the message early on that coronavirus is something we need to be very concerned about, we need to be totally safe, and then no matter what evidence was presented to the contrary, they never really budged from that. But then there was the other camp of people that were like, fuck this thing, it's just the flu, it'll go away on its own, put the sunlight under your skin, you'll be fine, and then no matter what evidence <laughs> you gave them, they never budged Wash off of it that. Wash it out with Lysol. I'm not really impressed with either side, because <laughs> neither side really evolved with the with the science, but like when... Some states wanted to send their kids to school. I'm like, honestly, it's your prerogative. It's your kids. If you want to be the guinea pig, like. Somebody's got to. Go right ahead. Somebody's got to see. Hey, if you're right, you got one month of your life back that I am still suffering at home with my kid. My little kid not in daycare. My son not in in, in school. So I'm, I'm responsible for, you know, child care and work at the same time. And and then they did, and it seems like it worked out okay, and now here we are seven months later in California, and they're still arguing over whether or not we can send kids back. But like, if we're not sure, well, should we loosen drug regulation? Should we legalize this? Like, It doesn't have to be a nationwide conversation. It doesn't have to be a nationwide decision. If Oregon wants to go nuts, go, Oregon. But hey, if Oregon doesn't fucking burn to the ground, the rest then, of us should learn from yeah, that example. we have to evolve. Yeah.
1: In Oregon, I think it's illegal... When I was performing there, I was looking at the laws. I like to look at the laws of each state I go in, just to get it, because the laws really tell you a lot about the society. Oh, right. And one of the laws is it's illegal to leave your baby in a carrier on top of the car. So if you're seen putting your baby like in the, you know, the car like the, the seat, how like sometimes unhook from the inside of the car and you can carry him yeah so if you if that is placed on top of the car like why you can get a your, ticket while you're
0: getting your other shit
1: yep eh, that's a
0: i think that's a fair rule
1: well how many times did some shit go down where they had to put that into legislation
0: i think it just takes once <laughs> it's
1: like who's leaving children on top of the car but then i spent three months with my sister this past three months since my mom passed yeah with her two kids how old three and four okay. three yep three and five now gotcha I can see how you'd forget one.
0: Oh, God. Yeah, anything is Because possible. there's
1: so much. You have two. Yeah. There's so much going on. And they both need you all the time, all day long, for different things. You're, it's literally like bits and pieces of you are being pulled and manipulated and tugged and directed around the house. So I can see how you could forget one of them on top of a car, is I, what I'm trying to say.
0: Yeah, I definitely have started doing the thing that all parents do that you're like, I would never ever do that of where one of your kids is doing something wrong and you try to correct them and you can't find the name. (laughs) Like you, boy, girl, girl, boy,
1: whichever one you are, (laughs) stop doing that thing. It,
0: It really breaks you down, man.
1: What's the worst thing you've done as a parent? Like something you did where you felt really bad.
0: Oh, 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 oh! That's really easy. Um, it happened somewhat recently. It was during lockdown. It was on Memorial Day weekend. Oh boy! This there's... is why you
1: stopped drinking. No, no,
0: we're no, finding
1: no. out why he stopped drinking, no, you guys. I drank. Daddy had too much brown liquor.
0: No, I drank quite a bit that day. I felt so bad. I needed to to bury my pain and my shame. Um,
1: <laughs> I think I texted you. I think I I think I remember that.
0: My kid, uh, there's this. Hill that he rode his scooter down at the, like a top of a mountain kind of thing in Culver City. And my kid is like extremely cautious. So he did it, but he like went down with his foot on the brake the whole way, and he was just like, oh, look at me, I'm a fucking badass. And then he did it again, and I mean, he's like the most timid kid out of all of his friends, so I'm like, if he did it, they'll all do it, they'll all be fine. And he's like, I want to bring my friend here, I want to show him I want to go down the hill together on scooters, and I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And I just forgot that A, all of the kids are bolder when they're together, and all my friend's kids are bolder than he is, so I was there with his friend and the friend's dad that I'm like friends with. And I was like, Oh, yeah, they're going to do the hill. They're going to love this thing. And I'm just like talking to the dad. We're bullshitting, and the two boys just get way ahead of us. And there's this little lip, and I see them. They look like they're like Olympic skiers. My son, when he was at the top, he was like Rodney Dangerfield and back to school. Like he's like, well, when the two of them went there, I just saw them go up and they just never fucking, never even second thought, just boom, just bombed the hill. And then I saw strangers like run after them to see if they were okay. And by the time I got there, they were both like bloody and <gasps> crying. And, and it was so. My kid probably has some, some permanent scars from it. And you feel so much, you feel bad about doing things to your kid, but you feel worse about doing things to somebody else's kid. And the reality is that they both took a really, really bad spill. And it could have been so So much worse worse, because they could have gone face first. They could have been skidding on their faces down this fucking hill. Oh my God. Am I
1: terrible that I'm laughing at the... No, tragedy
0: plus time equals comedy.
1: You obviously (laughs) know the outcome. You know the outcome. I know the outcome, but it's also just the image of them.
0: It was horrible. Flying
1: up in the air.
0: We've dropped my daughter a couple times too. We never dropped the first one. No, 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 no. See if they'll bounce. We... We, uh, yeah, we. I, I, was actually really, really proud of having never dropped my son, and that streak did not last. Well, with my you daughter he dropped
1: himself, home. so I think you kind of inadvertently dropped him because yeah. of your ne- negligence. That was bad. on that hill. A bad dad. Did the dad of the other kid understand, or was he blaming you?
0: <sighs> see, I'm. I, I have a guilty. He's calling in right now. I have a Let's guilty conscience. He, he, he said see it was what fine. He has to say. The worst part, though, no, the worst part is that I was the one who told the other kid's mom. Because there, there wasn't any parking there. So the moms actually dropped the dads and the sons off. And then we were supposed to walk back down to them. And instead I had to call the mom because I had service and the other dad didn't to say they fell. It's going to be okay, but they are bleeding. Can you drive up here and get them? And then I had to text the mom later. Is, oh. he, is he okay? Where did and
1: the other kid get cut?
0: They both just got like, you know, arm, side.
1: That's boy shit. No, I know it is. I know. boy They fall out of trees, like climb up on ladders. Yes, they they I rock agree. climb. I agree. And anybody who's been sitting here thinking that, I and do. girl shit, guys. And we're not applying and assigning gender roles. I did all that shit as a kid, but I'm just saying. Yeah. In this p- Look, particular all, instance, they were two boys.
0: It is true. We we all have a couple of those things from our youth, and this will be one of one of my kids and the other kids too. And it was just so. It's all my fault. There's, like no, there's no way of slicing it. it is 100% no, it's 100% my for fault. Sure. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah.
1: probably should feel some guilt over it. I do. Did you ever forget them anywhere? If I forgot my kids. Like le- leave them in a store? No. No, I've
0: never left them anywhere that I wasn't leaving mm, them on purpose. Okay.
1: I remember one time I was with my dad at this TV store. I think it was called DeSantis TV. I could be wrong. It was in Syracuse, New York. Really, really old TV store. We were buying a huge square tv remember how big they were back in the day they were like boxes and, and deep and deep and yeah. heavy and the glass was like three inches thick and my dad was at the counter paying for the tv and i specifically remember this i was like probably four i bent down on the carpet and i saw this little pebble and i wanted to keep it so i put it in my ear
0: that's where you keep them
1: <laughs> and then i had an earache a couple days later sure and I, you know, I had to go in and get it removed, but my mom kept it. I still have this little pebble. Oh, really? That I stuck in my ear.
0: I know a kid who needed surgery. They needed to cut her ear off to get that pebble out. What? Yeah. Are you serious? Oh, yeah. Like had to cut off like the back of the ear and, and flap it forward to get the pebble out.
1: God, I was a lucky one. Yeah, you were. They just got mine out it with a little seems, tool. Unless it, they didn't get it all out because feels yeah. like it's in there. It
0: seems like God's pebble hole. But actually... Well, that's what I call my butthole. Actually, you're not supposed to put anything okay. in here. What are you going to do? Where are you going to live? I don't know.
1: I really? have no... I have...
0: So what, you're moving your shit out, but you don't know where you're moving I it to? I put all my
1: stuff in storage. Uh-huh. I'm in Airbnbs for now. Uh, I hope your projection is right about where this is all going. If we stay the course. If we stay the course. But yeah. you know, I don't... I love it out here. I love the weather and certain aspects of it. I love and certain aspects of it. I really despise... The homelessness is such a, it, it, it's such a massive issue it's and awful. it's always in your face and it's growing and,
0: and I'm not clear on what the plan is or the, or, or if there is one, the solution. Yeah.
1: It seems like it's a part of a much larger system than just creating these mobile showers that they're delivering to them from the care act that the city has implemented, like the homeless care act that they provide where they show up with sandwiches and mo- mobile showers and haircutting units. It's much bigger than that. But I don't know. I think because both my parents are gone now, I feel this, like, uh, pull everywhere. I know it doesn't make sense, but it's because my my foundation is uprooted. My foundation is gone. So the parental foundation, per se. I mean, obviously, you create your own friendship circles and your own tools you've acquired through life to help yourself become an adult and to deal and to cope on your own. There's that sort of, you know, two ships passing in the night of your parents getting older and you becoming an adult, where that that uh, those roles are are delivered and separated, and so I feel a need to just sort of float around a bit and kind of not, you know, see wh- where I land. You know, I, I I just don't know. I don't I, I don't feel. That i'm going to be in one particular place i think i might just cruise around the country for a while are you going to be a van comic i've reached out to a company yeah to build a van for me right and i don't know why
0: comics i don't know why all comics aren't van comics i think it's Most a great idea yep
1: uh so that is something that i've started to look into my dispensary partner bought a big plot of land and i've always wanted to have a horse and i tell him every single day that i'm going to show up with and get a horse and maybe do that for a while I, I kinda, Are you in love with
0: having a horse or are you in love with the idea of having a horse? Because I feel like the, the reality would...
1: I would love to have one. Okay. I've ridden them a lot. I know they're okay. a lot of work, but I think the actual work of having one, I would love to be like Robert Redford in Horse Whisperer, where I'm just out there in my cute outfit and my cute hat and my nice fitting jeans, and I'm just so cute, and I got a whip, and I'm yelling horsey things at it. Okay you know
0: i was picturing more hair brushing gotcha
1: brushing yeah and the scrub under the belly to get their back to stretch i love that yeah (laughs) um
0: you'd be a good horse mom
1: i think i'd be a good horse mom (laughs) i don't you know i don't know i just don't know i this whole year has made me reassess a lot you know i've worked for 20 years in this industry yeah I'm not like, oh, i am been in this industry and I'm aged out. No, no, I, no,
0: no, 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 no. Do you remember that that silly, what was it, like maybe a September 11th era thing, Clint Eastwood? I think, it's halftime, America. It's halftime. <laughs> yeah. That's how this feels it's, to me. Yes. It's halftime.
1: It's halftime. It's like
0: we finally all had, yes. and I haven't had a break. Not, there's There's two different kinds of issues that people have had for the last year or so, and I don't know which one is better. Some people have not had nearly enough to do. And they've been bored and some people have had far too much to do. Mm -hmm. And I put myself in that category. There's pluses and minuses to both. But whoever you are just having been forced to take some sort of break, large or small, as you know, I also had a, a certain kind of career going for 15 years that came to an end in a way. In a way, it hasn't changed at all. And it's kind of cool. You know, like we always sort of admire like Australians and stuff because they'll have kids take like a gap year between high school and college to just sort of sow their oats and figure out what they want to do. It would be nice if as a society, we sanctioned and people were financially able to have like an adult gap year where you go, I just kind of, I was trying to make a plan, but I love the, what's the John Lennon thing. Um, Uh, life is what happens while you're making other plans. You do just like wake up at some point and go, oh, this is it. This is where I am. This is what I'm doing. That's exactly how I feel. And then you feel like you're, maybe you feel trapped, but maybe it's not even that severe. You just are like, is this really what I wanted? Is this really the path that I want to stay on for forever? And we've all had a chance to, everything has changed. And then you go, well, now that I'm going to put it all back together, do I actually want all
1: of the things that I've lost? Do
0: I want to put those back in? And I think that that's actually a really, really cool thing that's come out of this. It may not be a fun thing, but it's probably a really necessary thing. Fuck yeah. Once in
1: a lifetime opportunity. What are you
0: doing and what do you want to be doing? Yeah. And are you
1: assessing how your energy has been spent and divided? You know, this life is so fast. Mm -hmm. It's so fucking fast that to live it any other way than to be authentic and doing something that really makes your blood pump is a waste. Yeah. Anything other than that. So, and I, I, I love what I've done. I love everything I've accomplished, but I feel I want to reconnect. I want to put my feet in the soil. I want to like, you know, get a little bit more reconnected to earth and a little bit more reconnected to myself. And I don't know where I'll fucking end up, but, You know, for you, like, what out of this whole quarantine, how has everything evolved with Jason Ellis and everything that's shifted for you? Like, because you were serious for a long fucking time. Really long time. And do you feel planted now? Because I love your guys' new studio. I think it looks great.
0: Well, it's funny because coronavirus actually made a lot of things that would have been abrupt changes a lot easier and a lot more. Gradual. You know. If I'd been doing my show, the Tully show from the Sirius XM studios until one Friday and then the following Monday I'd just been like, Hey guys, it's the same show, but now my guest is on Zoom. But don't worry, it's the same as it ever was. I'm just in my pajamas in my kids' bedroom. It'd be like depressing for them and for me, but like I've been doing Zoom shows since March. Yeah. So nothing changed. Ditto I I didn't have that Friday that I went to Sirius XM and then I got the call. You're never going back there. I'd been doing shows from Jason's basement for six months when we, you know, so it really smoothed the whole thing over. It definitely, it's what I, I think I really needed and even kind of wanted. And I was never going to make the leap because Mm -hmm. it was, I don't want to say just because I was comfortable. I mean, like, it was it was a very comfortable position. I would have been a fool to throw away what I had there. But there were definitely things about that situation that I did not love. And I w- wanted certain things about my professional life to change. And I've, I've read one time, like, well, it's sort of like a be careful what you wish for mm-hmm. kind of thing. It's like, I got what I wanted. Yeah, you did. <laughs> just at the cost of of comfort and security. But you know what? I'm really... I am too safe of a person, and I place too much of a value on comfort and security. And I was never going to make that leap. And I'm glad now that they yeah. made it. That they forced me
1: to. You got pushed out of the nest. Yeah. And that's where that's where the real growth happens. Yeah. When you get shoved sure. out of the little comfort spot. Yeah. Nice little warm nest. The, yeah. You know, and I don't
0: know. We've had such a soft landing. I it, it's it's insane who loses their job dude i used to
1: you guys made the quickest recovery i've seen anybody in this industry that, there was, that i know
0: there was a and it, i mean we could have done it quicker if we'd really been like wait a second this is weird that they're not talking to us about a contract and our contract's up in two days we probably in retrospect
1: yeah but you it seemed to like in weeks you guys had. yeah
0: no it all happened it all happened pretty pretty quick but like For a while there, every night I was so, I'm still so busy. I'm so much busier now that I don't have a job than I I, (laughs) was when I I did. But especially in the beginning when I was just trying to figure out practical shit like health insurance and all the the, the boring stuff, I used to sit down at like midnight every night and I would just go through my Instagram DMs that were requests that were like a week old because I couldn't remember if it was after a week or two weeks that they time out and they go away. And I would never want somebody to think that they were like, hey, dude, a fucking, it sucks what happened to you, but I love you and I'll follow you anywhere. To think that, for anybody to ever think that I would get one of those and ignore it, it, right. is just insane. But it was so hard for me to keep up with all of the wow. people who were writing to me that every night I would just sit down and from like 12 until I couldn't keep my eyes open, I would just go through the week old ones. And I was, I mean, I'm copying and pasting. I would doctor it up a little bit for Don't people. Don't
1: tell them that. He wrote every fucking word, okay? I would. Stacy from Illinois. <laughs> and and John from Chicago he loves you.
0: If anybody asked anything specific I gave him a specific answer but I had a lot of you know a lot of it was just the same shit over and over and over. So like emotionally and psychologically to have thousands of strangers reaching out to you like I have nothing to I have nothing to complain about. That's awesome, though. Yeah, No, no. Because
1: they supported you guys, not SiriusXM necessarily. You know what I mean?
0: And you always say, and you always mean, like, well, we couldn't... We would be nowhere without you guys. But it was always mediated by... Sir- now it's like... It's these direct. These fucking people are like
1: you can actually there's it's almost better it's better yeah oh, the, it's the, way better. you're you're directly connected to them
0: it's so much And like the are pat- you guys
1: just doing patreon
0: no we're doing a free pod and then we're doing patreon shows and then i'm doing my free pod and i'm doing patreon and patreon has been a fucking blast yeah i'm doing a show i told you i d- i taped a show with mark mcgrath yep. and his side just didn't record so we don't have it and i was like,
1: <laughs> I, was like sucks.
0: I was all pissed about that it sucks I'm gonna go home tomorrow and I'm gonna record the show again because we had all these things prepared to talk about in music and I'm just gonna be like, here's the conversation that me and Mark had. I'm not gonna like sit here and fucking do a Mark McGrath impression but I'll just tell you everything that we said. It's the stupidest nonsense in the world and I would never subject like a general uh, podcast audience of that, but like people on my Patreon actually want that. Yeah. It's so cool. It is so fun. And I just feel so insanely beholden because we're not.
1: This we, motherfucker said beholden. I
0: do feel beholden because we were not at that level where, you know, if, if, uh, I don't know, if fucking Jon Stewart gets fired from Comedy Central he can just go on vacation for as long as he wants and then when he comes back, he can decide where he's gonna continue yeah. being John Stewart. When I got fired to me, it was like a real possibility. Maybe this, I will just look back on this era of my life as that was the 15 years that I talked into a microphone and got paid for it. And now I'm uh fill in the blank. I just, I couldn't stay in that industry anymore because it wasn't, it's not like there's like other radio jobs waiting for us. No, it's if not a plentiful po- Yeah, if the podcast industry. thing doesn't work out, like. I'm not doing this anymore. So the fact that I get to continue to do this is because of like a relatively small number of human beings who directly want it enough that they directly fucking support us to do it. Yeah, you guys it.
1: have diehard fans.
0: It's fucking ludicrous. It's it's so ludicrous. I, I, was, I never, ever, ever took those people for granted, but it is so much more direct, and it, I feel it's awesome. so much more connected, and I feel so much more beholden. And yeah. I love
1: that you guys, I love that you're beholden.
0: I am. <laughs> And they're cool people Like I love the fact That I, I feel like I have I think there is a lot To be said for like What you put out Into the world You get back yeah. And it's like If I was just this Broadcaster that was like Constantly flame throwing And talking shit about Everything is fucked up And sucked And the, the, the man's trying To fuck you over I'd be getting I'd be talking to Angry people all day Yeah and no it's you like, guys
1: don't We just put
0: it's... out This groovy thing So we get all these Really groovy people Coming back at us
1: I kicked a I kicked a A, a wooden panel That was set on fire You did Peacefully. I screamed through my it was vulva peaceful. urethra.
0: You did. You did.
1: <laughs> you broke it good. It felt
0: good to do that, though. It felt like very liberating. Oh, yeah. It's cathartic. Everybody should wake up and kick something on fire.
1: I th- Until I realized that that wasn't that hard to kick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like, you know, kicking through drywall or something. I don't think that's... Is that not hard either?
0: Depends. Depends on the wall. I mean... The walls I put, put up,
1: you could kick right through. <laughs> exactly, exactly.
0: <laughs> are we good? How do we do it? Is this the thing? Yeah. Are we done? I think so. Do you have any burning questions?
1: Um. How high do those socks go? These socks? Uh not high enough. <laughs> how high did you need them to go? I was hoping they were up to your knees. I've got. I picture so- you, a man in his elder years, to have socks up to his knees. I've got. I was wearing these long underwear at yoga this morning. That's unfortunate. Really? Yeah. You went to yoga this morning. I did. What time? Eight thirty. Are you flexible?
0: No. That's why I go to yoga.
1: How long have you been going? You're still not flexible.
0: F- like a month. I'm not a flexible person to begin with, and my advancing age and having been stuck at home for like a year with gym clothes, I'm I'm like Frankenstein. Wow. At this point, I need it bad.
1: I am too. I've started to learn how to do splits, and I'm I've been real, doing that. Can you do splits? I've gotten a
0: lot better. My lady this morning, she was a substitute person and she didn't believe me. Like She was like, Mike, you got more. You can do more. And I'm like, lady, I don't got more. Po- can you I'm- touch your toes? Oh, my God,
1: no. What? Not even remotely Oh, you need placed. yoga. You better keep going. Yeah. Flexibility is the key to youth. I know it is. I know it is. I know. Trust in God from my lips to God's ears.
0: I don't see what God has to do with this, but Everything.
1: yeah. Everything. Right. Are you saying you're not a non-believer?
0: <laughs> I believe in yoga.
1: Did you see the back of my jacket?
0: Jesus is psychedelic. I like it. Is that a famous Jesus? Should I know that guy?
1: I mean, it's the Jesus that white people want to say is a Jesus. <laughs>
0: right. The Jesus of Wisconsin.
1: <laughs> this is actually from uh, my friend's company, Meat Delic, which is a psychedelic company that teaches and trains. Nice. Well, not trains, but educates and advocates for psilocybin in, in mushrooms. That's nice. And psychedelics. Have you ever done... You've done psychedelics?
0: Yeah, I, I had my fun with mushrooms. I think, mean... You've done now? I think it's in the past. I don't know. Carl Hart's book, there was a couple things in there he was mentioning. It. I'm like, oh, that sounds nice.
1: I put some in my tea this morning.
0: Oh, you're microdosing? Yeah. Yeah, that's cute.
1: Well, it's cute. <laughs> There's actual science to it. There's actual... I, I, that's, that's debatable. Science. Is it debatable?
0: I think so. I microdosed for a minute.
1: That's I, Hey, that's great. Do You know, they usually... They usually... They, they literally use microdosing to help people with addiction oh yeah yeah that's great like you with your alcohol
0: <laughs> i don't want to microdose, and i do not want to quit alcohol really i'll be back no
1: yeah i just need to I'm, I'm so glad i haven't lost you to the oh no, hell no bright side oh my
0: god no. no 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 see that's like another kind of virtuous effect of me losing my job every year i would tell myself like why don't you just really like why don't you really dig deep for like an extended period of time and really see what your best self really looks like just find out what your best self really really looks like not forever there'll be plenty of time to fuck off and there's just always a reason yeah. after a week or two or three or five or whatever to well i deserve a reward for this or i'm really stressed out because of that and now it's like fucking the demands of my life and the things i'm trying to do professionally now like i'm 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 almost 3 months in and like my resolve is i'm nowhere i'm i don't feel like i'm anywhere near i'm anywhere near done like you want to keep I'm, going. I want to keep going. Not forever. Hell no, 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 I want well, to be, it does. I want to be really drunk when I'm in my 50s. But <laughs> oh, I think, you
1: got to be a total day drunk drinker I, in your 50s. When the
0: kids move out, I'll be a yes. day drinker. Yeah, that's a whole... In your I,
1: slippers, white socks, the newspaper, take and a, a, a nap. stained shirt. We, and take a nap. Yeah. In a and a house robe.
0: Yeah. With all due respect to dog owners. A blue floor owners. house
1: robe. <laughs> yeah. What about dog owners?
0: With all due respect to dog owners, it's it's easier to day drink when you're a, a dog dad. Than when you're a person dead.
1: And people like, you know, if you have a dog and you're a day drinker, you're cool. Yeah. And if you have a kid and you're a day drinker, it's you're like a, a demon and it's just not fair. Why is there a double standard? Why are there people judging people who have a drink when they have kids?
0: It's a class thing. If you have a nanny and you day drink.
1: Oh, man. Then you're drinking a martini. But if you don't and it's if just you're like, you, if you're, brunch, you're hitting if wine. You're, if
0: you're brunch drinking with a nanny, then you're then you're cool. <laughs> if you're picnic drinking
1: so many of my girlfriends who have kids always joke about needing a drink or wanting to drink and my sister i love how we said we're done and we're, we're it's 20 minutes later um i got my sister connected with marijuana and showing her how to use marijuana more as a medicine as opposed to just getting stoned yeah like if you just like microdose yep it doesn't, you can still parent and not worry about the existential effects that sometimes you have when you get high. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. And yeah. it, it, she is like totally on board now. Yeah, that
0: makes sense. Weed doesn't agree with me, but like weed parenting is a totally different story. Weed parenting? I, I support weed parenting.
1: I mean, that's a whole, we should have a whole episode on weed parenting. How I mean, do we, we have my, to podcast again.
0: Yeah, my palms are getting clammy just thinking about it. Yeah, let's talk about that. All right. All right. But for now, let's be done.
1: All right, we got to go. He's got to go. I got to go i missed you i missed you too it was nice talking to you it it really was this is the first in person hopefully no neither of us get covid (laughs) that's the spirit i can't taste my beer but it's gone